Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, I like talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And first, let me start by saying, again, sorry there was no episode last week. I am a degenerate who's bad at this job. That's just the reality of it. Um, I would love to give you some well-meaning excuse of why, you know, like I crashed a car or, you know, there was a tsunami that hit my apartment or um, what's another, you know, fan fiction update. Uh, Oh, I was secretly in jail for like liberating lemurs from the zoo. You know, I would love to be able to give you some worthwhile excuse to justify my absence. But the reality of it was, is that my day of filming came and went. And then I was like, this is not happening. (laughs) It's just, it's not happening this week. So sorry for there not being a notice. I only posted something on the Instagram and that was it. So my apologies. But my guess is you were all able to live without getting a weekly Swell Shenanigans episode. And uh, Hermes is in my lap. Sorry, audio listeners. If you hear sounds like gnawing, it's because Hermes is gnawing on the uh, acrylic stand that my computer and mic are currently resting on. Also, audio listeners, video listeners might be able to tell, I'm not wearing any makeup today for this video because for some reason, and this is not a shenanigan, this is not a call-out post, who knows what it is, but for the last couple of, I've been trying out different mascaras lately. And I just realized that uh, a couple for a couple of times that I've tried it and then I don't wear makeup for a bit and then I try a different one. I have this Fenty mascara that I've been trying off and on for the last couple of weeks. And every time I wear it without fail, it makes one of my eyelids get puffy. I don't know if I'm allergic to it. I don't know if it's clogging a duct or something. But uh, yesterday I wore it because I had a memorial to go to and I just put it on because it was just easier. It was the first one that I reached for without thinking about it. Wore it all day. And then when I washed my face that night, I realized that my eyelid was puffy already. So I washed it really well, did my usual skincare just to make sure that there was like nothing was in the uh, doctor or anything like that. And woke up today and it was still pretty puffy. So I don't know if it's picking up on camera, but it's this eyelid right here for video viewers. And uh, I just decided not to do makeup today just to make sure that there's nothing else blocking it because who knows what it is. Um, And it goes down usually after a day or two, but I do think it's the mascara. I do think it's the Fenty mascara because it doesn't happen whenever I wear those other mascaras. So I don't know, maybe I'm allergic to something in it or something, or maybe it's, it was a bad batch, who knows, Um, but I'm just going to stop using it. That's why I'm not wearing makeup today. Today's episode is probably going to be short, like all of these solo episodes are. Um, Just a couple of things. Uh, Update, I believe Daily Harvest says they identified the ingredient that caused the issues. Daily Harvest CEOs said they have they have identified TerraFlower as cause of illness, which is exactly what Bill Marler said. He was correct. Exactly. Food safety news was the first thing that popped up. Says they have identified TerraFlower as cause of illness. Goodness gracious. Bill was right. You know what? The fact that Bill was able to figure it out after being on the case for like less than a week and it took them what? three, four weeks now of investigation and multiple, according to them, multiple teams of investigation to get that. Really? Good to know. At least they have an answer. You know, hopefully it's something that's, you know, an enzyme in the Terra that's treatable and uh, everyone who's been affected is able to get uh, proper care and there's no long-term damage. And uh, then, you know, they can continue to sue Daily Harvest because why was Tara deemed food safe? Do we know? Who knows yet? Pink sauce. Some of you may have heard about this from TikTok. 
uh, the viral pink sauce lady. Um, I have a full YouTube video coming out about the situation, so I'm not going to cover it in depth here quite yet. I'll probably do an update on here because I'm assuming something's going to play out because she is still continuing to sell them. Basically, the long and short of it is that a uh, Chef P on uh, TikTok launched the pink sauce, uh, which is a, a sauce that you add to meat, vegetables, whatever the heck you want. Mostly meat. It looks like like mostly chicken and things like that um, or burgers or whatever. And uh, could not describe the taste, but it's pink. And it has things like dragon fruit in it. Originally sent them out literally in like wrapped mailers, which already know a food product should not be sent out in wrapped mailers. Then in just boxes, none of it's being refrigerated. The items does contain milk and uh, people are getting the items and it's not mixed properly or it's inconsistent or the color's different and all of the stuff. So it's just, it's, it's an ongoing problem. And it's, I bring it up in connection with the daily harvest situation because, you know, food safety is important. And uh, a lot of people keep saying, oh, this is a small business. Everyone's being really hard on her and all of that. And it's like, I understand. But even when it's small business, if you're dealing with someone's money, that's on you. If you're dealing with someone's health, there are standards that need to be met. And it doesn't matter if you are a new business, you, you've been in this business. I believe she's a chef. There is some speculation from people on whether or not she's actually a chef. I do believe she's truly a chef in the uh, Florida area. She especially should know about food safety standards and regulations and all this stuff. So I don't know. I, I think she, she has said in interviews that she is continuing to sell the product and that they are still doing testing and they are fixing the labels and all this other stuff. So again, video incoming. Hermes is being a goblin. Hold on. Really quick, family channels or family accounts on TikTok. Uh, once again, under scrutiny. These are always under scrutiny. Um, I've talked about this before. Family channels as a whole uh, mostly make me uncomfortable, frankly. Um, I do think that we have not seen like the true end goal of like these kids that grew up online their whole lives been documented and then growing up to like become legal and like seeing like oh hey why are my baby photos and me being naked in a bathtub from when I was four why is that all over the internet you know why are these pedophiles have access to these photos and all this stuff I'm sure we're gonna start seeing these kids start suing their parents at some point or these management companies or something I don't know I'm expecting lawsuits soon because there's no laws protecting these children. There's no laws like requiring these parents to set money aside. There's no, is it Coogan or Kugel accounts? Hold on. I always do this. I always get it wrong. Yeah. Coogan law. See, the thing about Coogan is that it's through SAG-AFTRA. So it's specifically through the union as talent. So these kids that are not working actors in the union There's no requirement for them to have Coogan accounts, which I believe it's 15% of what you make has to go in there for whatever a child makes, which I still think is too low considering how much money these kids, how often these kids are forced to work and all of that for the parents to like, I don't know, it should be like 50% has to go into the account, X amount has to be used specifically for the care of the child or something like that. My producer is being temperamental today. He asked for a raise and I said no. He wanted uh, two... uh, chicken jerky treats a day. And I am still limiting him to one because, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Okay. And, uh, we are an independent podcast. So we need to, you know, be really on top of our budget. Hermes has a really messed up haircut audio listeners. Um, because he got banned. Oh yeah. This is a shenanigan. Hermes got banned from grooming, not officially, but basically we had issues with the groomers. The last time I took him to get groomed to the point that we had to do it in like three separate sessions because Hermes was being such a goblin and this guy didn't have a backbone apparently. And I was like, I'm giving you permission 
because Hermes, he needs to get shaved down. You know, he's way too overgrown right now. Like I'm giving you permission to muzzle him if you need to so that, you know, he's not a danger to you or himself. And the guy like was refusing to do that, but then also just kept like freaking out that Hermes was like, like snapping, not biting him, but like going for the machine, which I get, you know, I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want this groomer to get hurt. It's fine. I get it. But then he kept saying like, oh yeah, we're going to work on this. We're going to get better at this, all this stuff. Then I go to make the appointment this time. I'm able to make the appointment. Hermes goes, I bring him there, you know, and it's not until 30 minutes past his appointment time that the guy tells me, actually, uh, has he gotten training since the last time? I said, yes, because he has, but you know, we haven't done grooming, obviously, because you're his groomer. And the guy said, yeah, I think we should try a salon for him. You know, I think you should try something else. So he is quote unquote banned from uh, grooming at at daycare. They didn't make me pay for that, thank God, because I was going to throw a hissy fit. And you know what? I would have respected him more, the groomer. I would have had less of an issue with this because this did make my inner Karen want to come out uh, just a little bit, a little bit, because I, I try to not be a bitch. I really do. I've worked in the service industry. I put up with a lot because I, it's like, I know you're not getting paid enough, but you know, in this instance, the least he could have done is like, come out to greet me, And be like, hey, I'm sorry, like, or not even that, like, hey, here's why we're not, I I don't think this is going to work out. You know, here's why I think you should go somewhere else. Doesn't he, I don't even need an apology. Forget that. But like that, just like, I don't know, professionalism, like come and tell me why you don't want to groom my dog. That's fine. Just come and tell me that. Be an adult. Uh, You're running a business. Instead, no, he like hid in the other room and waited for me to leave while one of the daycare girls brought me Hermes. Okay, my guy. Yeah. Done. I left. I, I'm not going to do anything about it other than tell you guys, but you guys don't know where I go, so it doesn't really matter. But still, so Hermes, uh, I didn't want to put him through the trauma of like finding a new groomer right away. Uh, I'm probably going to find one and like have do like bath times just to get him used to the people first before we actually do like a machine. So I used a manscaped ball trimmer to shave my dog. I did. It's lumpy as hell because there's no like guided thing on there that was working for his fur. So I literally took a comb and like used it as a guide like a shitty barber. (laughs) And uh, so he's a little lumpy. But you know what, he's not panting constantly. So you know what swells, swell salon is up and running. Okay, (laughs) for at least for now, family channels back on this. So we've talked about about the you know, the Coogan laws and all of that and the protection of of kids. I know I took that was a really long tangent, but still. Um, But TikTokers have a lot of opinions on family channels and all of that. And there's a couple of times where family channels have uh, or family pages have jumped up on my for you page gone back and forth. I have followed a few over the years. And then I'm like, you know what? No, this is the same thing as this. I don't like this. You know, I unsubscribe, you know, but like, you know, every once in a while you see a video that's like funny of like a toddler swearing and you're like, ah, it's funny, you know, and I I like that video. That's funny. Then you have these videos though, these creators that have these massive followings and their content is mostly around the children. And people are starting to realize that videos of them dancing or wearing certain clothes or in a swimsuit for bath time, that the thing about TikTok is that you can see pretty much every, a lot of the data. So you can see views, you can see likes, you can see comments, and you can see shares and saves basically. So shares and saves are, uh, I think they're correlated or not correlated. They're, uh, aggregated together. That's the right word. I think, I don't know. Someone tell me if I'm wrong, but people are realizing that videos where, you know, it's innocent until it's not innocent. You know, it's that type of thing. You know, you're, it's, it's, it's hard to ignore when a video, when someone's video usually gets, you know, 
maybe 100 shares or saves. And then suddenly it has, you know, 8,000 shares and saves, you know, it's, but the views don't change, you know, that's, that's hard to ignore. And so some people have realized that that's happening with some family uh, TikTokers. And I believe this Rolling Stone article, which I will have linked down below, is uh, specifically talking about at Ren Eleanor, uh, which is a TikTok account with 17 million followers showing off her the little girl. And then this is the one that I think was the one that everyone was specifically pointing at. Like, look, you can see the numbers and you can see how egregious this is. But then also people started going through people that were commenting and their followers and were able to track. It's a trail, you know, like someone comments, you go to their account, you go to who they're following, you look at their following. Okay, they're following all these pages. Why is this male in his like, 40s and 50s following all of these accounts with small children as the highlight and no other accounts, you know, like that's suspicious as fuck. It just is. And so a lot of people have been criticizing that, that there's no regulation for, you know, what is shown of children on the platform, but that's the case with most platforms. I believe the only thing that YouTube has done to kind of uh, negate this type of thing is that they got rid of the comment sections on a lot of family or kids channels videos uh, because for a while there was, uh, I believe it was 2016 when this was exposed, that there was basically this group of pedophiles for that. That's the only way to call it. They were literally posting timestamps in videos so that other pedophiles could find the exact timestamps of say a child doing the splits or uh, a lot of gymnastics and dance videos. It was disgusting, horrible things in comment sections. And so a lot of family channels and channels that feature children, um, their comments are off. And that's some people I believe turn it off themselves. Uh, I do have the ability to turn off the comment section on my videos. uh, But I believe a lot of family and kids channel content that's not allowed. I guess it really depends how you look at it, but good or bad, a lot of family, uh, TikTokers who don't have as large of a following um, as this one account have uh, actually removed various videos of their children from their TikToks because they're like, I didn't even think of that. Oh my God, deleting it. I don't think anyone wants to think that there's bad people out in the world and that there's people that think awful things about your children or, you know, would do something awful to your child. I don't, I would hope that people, you know, don't want to believe that, but Unfortunately, with the way that social media is, we have been proven time and time again that there are those fucked up people on the internet and that that is a subset of the people watching your content when you have kids content. And I mean, in my personal opinion, I think the best thing you can do is protect your child uh, until they are old enough to, you know, you decide that they are old enough to, you know, take the time to protect themselves on the internet, you know, and if they, you, whether or not they have access to the internet and all of that. And it's like, you know, everyone worries about who are you talking to online and all of that. But it's like, who has access to my image online? You know, who has access to that? You know, I have a parent I don't speak to who still posts photos from, I think the most recent photos they have of me is like 18, I think probably. And I'm now 24, I'm gonna be 25 in a couple of months. Uh, But they post photos of me from years ago as if they're current photos, you know, and so I don't know, and I have them blocked on everything, but I know they're still posting photos of me because I hear it from other people. And it's like, I have no control over what this person is posting of me. I have control over what I'm posting of me, but I'm also not a child, you know, and it's like, I don't want to know what who's looking at those photos of me when I was a kid, you know, and it's like, some people are like, oh, Facebook is different. You know, I think a private Facebook page is one thing. 
I think a private Instagram is one thing, you know, and it's like, I, I, it's, it's your call what you want to share online, obviously. But for me personally, if I had kids tomorrow, my goal would be to protect them. And I would personally, even as someone whose life is online, I would not have a family channel, you know, like I would not make content around my children. Like someone put a a really good uh, explanation of like, oh, are they quote unquote exploiting their children? A way to tell that is would this content exist if the children were not there? Would this person have the platform that they have if it weren't for the kids? You know, that type of thing. And uh, because then it kind of implies that they are dependent on the child for the content, for the views, for the income, all of that. And therefore it's essentially not child labor, but I mean, I guess you could argue that depending on how much content is being made, you know, how they're being exploited in ads and all of that. So personally, most family content freaks me out for the most part, you know, like one video here and there is one thing, but like, I think full on family channel content does freak me out. Speaking of family channel content, the Ace family. Uh, so as you guys know, I went to Ace Fest, uh, that video was out. I talked about it here as well, but there was a boxing match. The next social gloves boxing match is coming up. The last one I believe was battle of the platforms, which was last year in Miami, which I went to with my dad and Lissa. And, uh, this year it was supposed to be July 30th. It was called social gloves. No more talk. And the headliners were Austin McBroom versus Anison Gibb. Oh my God. Why can't I say his name? Anison Gibb. I don't know why that's so difficult for me to say. I got a notification from uh, my ticket provider because I bought tickets. I I bought a ticket to go because my friend was like, hey, are you going? And I was like, I am now. And I just bought a a flipping floor seats because I like being ringside. (laughs) My dad was like, I want to go. So I bought my dad a ticket as well to sit next to me. But I was notified that the event was postponed and the events at the crypto arena so luckily it wasn't like we were traveling for we hadn't booked a hotel room or anything like that because i live in la my dad was probably just gonna crash here or, you know i was gonna crash somewhere else but i got notified that it was postponed so i went and checked all social media and i could barely find any information about it being officially postponed from the people commenting on it then finally i found a clip of austin saying guys i'm hearing from my team that uh because it's medical related and all this stuff that you know we may have to postpone the fight and because it's medical, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let Gib talk about it. But if Gib lies, I'm going to come on here and set the record straight. But Gib has to comment. That's the rule or something like that. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Anyways, I find Gib's video. Gib's video is like a different tone. He's like, I've done the training, done the weigh-ins. I've done X, Y, and Z. But now I've been told that I need more tests for this to be an official pro boxing match in LA. So I am flying out early to get these tests done, but they've they've told me they may have to postpone the fight, but I'm going to get this fight going or something like that. And then Austin followed up and said, you lied. That's not what this is. You have a head injury and you're not able to fight. It's like, okay, (laughs) wait a minute. What is going on? Basically, Austin is saying that his team, Social Gloves, wants him to fight, but wants him to name a new opponent. But Austin is like, no, Gibb said he's going to fight. I'm going to keep him. We're just going to wait for this fight to come through. We know we're going to wait. We're going to get this going. And now the fight has been officially postponed. And it's they're eyeing probably late September for the new dates. 
Now, here's my theory. Because some people were like, Gibbs video kind of seemed to imply that like they didn't tell him there were certain tests that he needed or that someone forgot to tell him or something like that. And that's where the issue is coming in. But also the fact that this is almost like it's Sunday now. Yesterday was exactly a week before the event. I got the notification, I want to say Friday. Uh, so a day before, the week before the event. And so my dad and I have been speculating that maybe, hypothetically, the arena wanted something paid in full or they were worried about ticket sales because tickets have not been selling the way that they wanted to. Uh, pay-per-view has not been selling, my guess, the way they wanted to. They gave out a lot of free codes for uh, free live stream uh, at Ace Fest. Hashtag, by the way, uh, it's code ACE, A-C-E. That's that's the uh, the free code. There you go. You're welcome if this fight ever happens. Who knows if they'll keep it. And that maybe they, the, because they have uh, not paid the arena in the past for the last Social Gubs event, that the arena said to pay in full or you're fucked. You're not having this event here. And they couldn't pay it in full. So maybe there was some shenanigans happening. Hypothetically, do not sue me. The Ace family sends out cease and desist like they're springing out water at Ace Fest. And that's why all of this is falling apart as it is. And who knows? Or maybe Gib is injured and he's lying, but I don't know. I, I didn't get the vibe that he was lying in his video clip, but I mean, he was doing like a voice, you know, putting on the voice of someone who's like doing some promotion for his fight. He's ready to go. You know, that's a shitty voice. I don't know why I did it like that, but still, I do believe this fight's going to happen because Austin is a um, attention whore and uh, he will uh, box just for the ability to box. You know, I do think he has height on Gibbs. So, I mean, he probably will win just based on that alone, um, but we shall see. And uh, what else? I think that's really it. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that what's Ace Fest people going to do because that was part of the selling point was that you were going to get a free pay-per-view link to the fight. And obviously the fight's been canceled or postponed. I think that's why they're postponing it, not just outright canceling it because they don't want to have more issues because of Ace Fest. Who knows? I'll stay on this. I'll keep you updated, but that's really going to be it. I'm sorry to wrap this up in a speedy way like this, but Hermes is demanding I take him to go pee. Of course, I did that right before we started recording and still he wants to go again. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for being patient with no episode last week. As always, if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate. New episodes every Wednesday, most of the time. And that's going to be it. Have a lovely day. Goodbye.